0: Becca and her younger brother, Tyler, say goodbye to their mother as they board a train and head deep into Pennsylvania farm country to meet their maternal grandparents for the first time. Welcome by Nana and Pop Pop, all seems well until the siblings start to notice increasingly strange behavior from the seemingly charming couple. Once the children discover a shocking secret, they begin to wonder if they'll ever make it home. everybody and welcome back to another episode of copulators die first i'm your host ash
1: and i'm your other host nick hello
0: Yay! hello
1: how are you my lovely friend
0: i am okay my lovely friend how are you
1: i am doing pretty good for a sunday um ayo, ayo and also um like seasonal depressive disorders like kind of real you know
0: it's extremely real i had um an extremely rough week emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. um i had a cry on thursday that i inexplicably missed my parents a lot for the christmas holiday which doesn't normally ever happen i mean it does to an extent but not to where i was like you know, having a sad time about it and actually crying about it. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed with an unexpected visit from the parentals this weekend. So, yeah, it was the nice.
1: Universe. The universe. universe, the universe, it listens and sometimes comes through when it really needs to. Um, yeah, no, but like, I really enjoy the winter because I don't like being hot but I feel like this year more than ever I'm like really super noticing that like 4 30 it's like dark
0: you mean it's it's midnight o'clock outside
1: yeah and it's affecting me in a way that makes me sadder than it usually does and I think it might be because overall I'm happier in the other aspects of my life
0: I understand.
1: So, so like that's a good thing. Um but like dang, I just like I don't know. Like for some reason this year I'm like, oh wow, it really does get dark, like super early. Um so like la Nick, like welcome to the world in winter, but um
0: Ugh, it's the worst.
1: Yeah. So we uh, only
0: have how many more days until the winter solstice? Like
1: Oh, I don't know. But...
0: Um approximately 10 days okay
1: so that means
0: 11 12 days because it's usually like the 21st
1: yeah so that means that there's like two weeks until my friend's winter solstice party because they are wiccans and they always throw this really great yule party um that's nice yeah and they like do the whole um ceremony and they invite everybody to be involved And I mean, it's a lot of heavy herb smells, you know, because they're burning a lot of herbs, things, herbs and Um, spices. And, you know, there's just like that, like crispy, foresty, burny, like makes you feel lovely smell to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's also like, oh, damn, am I tripping balls right now? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so that'll be a hoot and they always, um, have wonderful, um, a a wonderful gift swap as well. So looking forward to that. But speaking of parents, um, somehow, I don't know how this happened, but Arthur and I actually convinced my mother to come to us for Christmas day. And we are going to have, like, a lovely mid-morning slash afternoon just, like, hang out in our apartment session. And we're going to make some frittatas and garlic bread and chicken noodle soup. And um, I'm going to make the chicken noodle soup in our Instant Pot, which has been, like, uh, the best purchase that we've made in a long time. Because everything that we make in it, one takes like no more than 45 minutes. And two, everything that we've made in it so far has been like delicious and like with very minimal effort. So, I've made this chicken noodle soup in the instant pot a couple times and let me tell you, my sister loves her chicken noodle soup. So, who doesn't
0: I love chicken noodle soup. Yeah, and I was like
1: who needs a full sit down meal? We already did that at Thanksgiving like Come over, we'll have picky foods, we'll have the eggs, we'll have the soups, you bring the cheese and the meats, and um, we'll make a little platter, and then, like, she'll probably bring Gertrude Hawk chocolate, because she feels like she must have that at the holiday times. Um, But hopefully it'll just be, like, a lovely, like, sit on the couches and nibble and be stress-free for once. Christmas, and then the next day I'm hopping in the car and coming to visit you in Ohio. Woo-hoo. So we're approximately
0: 18 days until you're here.
1: That is really exciting because I—that means I also have the week off, and this will be my first vacation since the last vacation I took, where my <laughs> dog died.
0: <laughs> well, no, you—nothing to die on Christmas, so.
1: Right, so this will hopefully it'll be a little bit more scot free this time around. Right, Um, and I'm gonna bring the switch and all the games and the controllers so we can do um, uh, semi-controlled substances and then play racing games, etc. Woo!
0: Woo. Very excited. Um, because I normally hate the holidays, and this is like the first time in a long time I'm looking forward to the holidays and spending time with my best friends on my birthday and I'm turning 30. So it's going to be a nice time. We're not doing anything special. Right. And like,
1: here's, here is what I feel like I have absorbed from the universe in the first, oh my God, I guess it's the first two years of my thirties now. Mm -hmm. Um, Tradition is wonderful. And holidays are great. But at some point. You need to. Let go of the traditions. That you grew up with. That you actually don't like. And. Make those days special. In the ways you want them to be. Because number one. You have the power to now. Because you're an adult. And you live your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And two. Some of the people who might have made those. Traditions that you grew up with might be gone now. So you don't necessarily have to do everything the way that it was. And I think people of specifically our parents' generation drive themselves crazy trying to make the holidays, quote, perfect by making it the way that it always was when they were kids. And that's no longer realistic because the world we live in is a very different place and they're. Mm -hmm is very few stay-at-home moms now that can be like the perfect Betty Crocker cook um, and, like, spend weeks upon weeks, like, prepping for a holiday. Um, So, yeah, I am also very much looking forward to the holidays. Um, I'm excited that we're trying new things out. Um, And I'm excited that, like, like, I feel like I actually tried this year to, like, set myself up to, like, have an enjoyable like festive few last weeks of the year where like i'm actually doing things that are not just like compromisingly fun because we have to go to x y and z's house it's like no like we're doing what we want and like we're doing it our way and we haven't told the mother yet but driving home from thanksgiving this year which was a hot mess um Arthur and I are going to start doing our own thing with our friends here on Staten Island next year. And I mean, they could certainly come if they want, but like we can't do the whole family thing anymore. It's just not going to happen. It's hard. And like the generation gaps are also really hard and that's where we struggle. But also like we have this, I mean, he's technically our second cousin, but he is, the child of one of my cousins. And they live in like East Bumblefuck, New Jersey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my family is very welcoming of Arthur and I as a family unit and as individuals. And they don't look at us as like the gay guys. They look at us as us just being a part of the family.
0: Mm-hmm. But As especially- it should be.
1: Correct, but in my uncle's past, he has had views which were not like that, and a part of it was because generationally for him, he is a um career military man, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, what Arthur and I totally get that, but now he is in his late 80s and he's enjoying life. And, you know, it turns out he's actually a very generous and kind man and doesn't give a shit about anyone's anything. And, like, thank the Lord, right? But Mm -hmm. his children, who were taught his old views because they were taught um, by, you know, just the actions of, of their parents... Find it necessary to not question the beliefs that they feel like are the ones they should have. And again, they're not opposed to us in any way, but one cousin specifically who has this son that I'm going to talk about um, is very New Jersey East Bumblefuck Trump supporting like, yes. garbage person. Mm-hmm. And she makes her tolerance of us very known. And Arthur and I do a good job of being like, bitch, we see you and go ahead and try to say something because you will be leaving this house if you try it. And she doesn't because she's spineless. However, she has instilled all of these things in her like, 18, 19-year-old son who is now a freshman at college and um, all she talks about is him like non-stop like I forget what the name of the complex is where the um, mother finds her son sexually attractive
0: but like very
1: much like watch their interactions and you're like oh yeah that's what's going on so Mm -hmm what she what what she doesn't notice yet though and um oh girl when all this shit hits the fan it's going to be a beautiful mess to watch so have your wait. popcorn ready he is a homosexual um, la, la, la. like it's so it's so obvious and like my my sister has asked us even my mother has noticed a little bit but like Arthur and I are like oh yes um But um, he has been instilled with these thoughts that minorities are um, below him. Um, Mind you, he is like a third generation Italian American. So,
0: Mm.
1: oh, yeah, what? You own this land? No. You're from a boat. So shut the fuck up. But anyway. You're from a boat. You're from a boat. Um, Your mother was a boat. (laughs) Your mother. Your mother was nothing. She was a boat and she sank. Um, But yeah, so he also has, at the moment, negative views on homosexuality, but it's very clear that he's at the point in his life. And of course, we're not going to push anything because he has to have this journey because we've been there, done that. But like, in his head, he's starting to have the bubbling of the thoughts of, but like i've tried to like girls and i don't so what does that make me like where do i what st- where do i stand with god and blah, blah 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 i don't yeah no like there's a higher power of some kind but i don't think his name is god and christianity and catholicism are very mm, troublesome complexes of the world so anyway <laughs> You know what? If anybody doesn't agree with that, turn this podcast off because we don't give a shit anyway. Goodbye. But regardless, um, so he's in that por- portion of his life and it's very painful to see him being self-hating hate um, but then also realizing, oh wait, there's actually homosexuals in the room so I can't say that. So like it's just this constant cycle of like it's not even turmoil it's confusion um but like yeah i don't even know how we got on this topic there was a i had a legitimate reason for getting on this but i forget what it is now but to to finish the story cuz this is actually kind of funny um his mom tried to set him up with this girl like oh my friend's daughter she's pretty like buta da um And he goes, oh, yeah, we we started talking and then I told her we couldn't date because she's a vegan. And he goes, I can't date no vegan. You know how much I like the meat. And Arthur and I almost choked. At the Mm. giving dinner table because we were like, yeah, you do. Um,
0: Yeah, you do. That's why you can't date her.
1: Yeah, we were talking about family, that's how we got. Yeah, so like that, like that experience we had to go through it. We don't need to subject ourselves to that anymore. Like we can have Thanksgiving, which is like quite honestly on the scale of holidays, not that high up. It's just I love Thanksgiving cuz it like is the official ringing in of the end of the year holiday season. Like Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer. I really love the Thanksgiving Day Parade and like my little like corny childish tradition is I really want to see Santa Claus and the parade because then it's like the Christmas season and the holiday season and that makes me happy Um, but it was just like we could have done this at home and had zero stress and
0: infinite leftovers
1: an infinite left which would have been 10,000 times more delicious than the meal that we had no offense to marie because we're still working on that blue cheese which is delicious
0: good for um, marie
1: but beyond the beyond the blue cheese her turkey was dry as expected and was not seasoned um she made sweet potatoes and she literally just roasted sweet potatoes and did nothing to them they were not seasoned at all gross um, she made boxed stuffing. hmm Um, and then she made, like, Brussels sprouts that w- she didn't cook them all the way through. They were still raw.
0: Oh, that's not good.
1: And we were that's like, so hmm, okay, fun meal we're having here. Um, so anyway, yeah, um. Creating new traditions is healthy and good because then, as we grow older, and you know, I'm gonna say Shaka Khan willing because that's who I usually use as the name for my higher power. Sure, uh, have children of our own. Um, we can then share our traditions with them and have them have the cozy, warm feelings of the holidays that we had as children. And then we can encourage our children to go out into the world and make new traditions of their own. But because we'd be cool parents, they would actually want us to be involved in their holidays because it would be a fun fucking time instead of a complete disastrous landmine. Um. Okay, but I think I'm done with and my tidbits. And that's tirade. the holidays. <laughs> yeah, in a nutshell. So, um, which brings us to yeah, our
0: topic at hand.
1: Exactly, which brings us to this week's movie, um, M Night Shyamalan's 2015, The Visit, which I had never has seen before. And um,
0: I have seen. This is my second time seeing it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. It did done give me a fuck me up a little bit. And did you a spook? It did me like it did me a few good jump scares. I don't think I was spooked, but I was. I was psychologically tormented to an appropriate level for a horror movie.
0: I was uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I was uncomfortable as well. And not... I mean, like, there's a lot of old lady butt, but, like... (laughs) I know! That's not actually what was... what made me uncomfortable. It was just, like, the whole... Like, to me, the actual scary part of this movie is the human condition.
0: Ain't it, though?
1: Yeah. And, like, how far it can go off the rails. um, And mental Real quick. Yeah, like, super, super quick. Like, um... And like, I don't know, I don't know if this was intentional, but I feel like, especially with Nana, um, there were moments where you could really question, like, is this something beyond her, a.k.a. supernatural um, or paranormal? Like, you know, is she being controlled by aliens? Is there a possession? Or is this really how fucked up her brain chemistry is? Um, All of the above well I, yeah so there was a like, questionable i think with 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 grandpa with papa, papa, pop pop whatever yeah pop pop um pop pop um it was very clear that he was just mentally ill and a uh, patient of a psych ward who was somehow able to through physical violence escape um but like grandma like, at one point, the 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 girl, the daughter, um, said something along the lines of, it must be late-onset schizophrenia, and I'm pretty sure late-onset schizophrenia is not a thing, um, but it's very possible that this woman is schizophrenic, because I feel like she was certainly having hallucinations, um she was certainly having her uppers and downers um but then like like everything but the like the weird throwing up in the middle of the night type of situations Mm -hmm. I feel like could have been explained by potentially one mental illness diagnosis um but then it's like But has she maybe had just been driven mad by like some weird aliens that like she put her body into ocean and they took her body or whatever, like the whole story that she told. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I feel like it was very briefly touched upon again by Pop Pop in the cellar where he basically was had a line Where I think M. Night Shyamalan was trying to show like, oh, she is just crazy. And that story is a part of her illness where she like tried to drown her children in a suitcase at the bottom of a lake. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so then she's just crazy. But like, I think M. Night probably did his homework um as he usually does and um like there was that one scene where the grandma like stood up on her chair and put the one arm in the air and then froze there Mm -hmm. like that was really creepy it was really well done but like that is something that like if you go to a mental hospital like like in the ward for like the severely Incapacitated individuals That is something you would see But it does look like something out of like A paranormal possession movie Right But like the brain can be that fucked up Fundamentally that that shit happens So I think that's where a lot of like My uncomfortableness came from Because I think it was intentionally Put on like the The Um the fence of like is she possessed or not but like also no they just crazy folk
0: mm-hmm, literally
1: uh, yeah and um so yeah i enjoyed it muchly um i actually like i really enjoyed the um dynamic between the two kids like they were really like they were fun and like oh yeah these are kids and they're siblings and they have their little funny things that they do but they also hate each other at times because they're kids like it was it was cute it was endearing um so i i think ultimately i would agree with a lot of the critics that like you know m night had a lot of flubs but like this was one of the high peaks Of his illustrious career after a lot of those flubs, after um like honestly, like was anything great until this after the Sixth Sense? Like there was like maybe one. I think
0: science was okay, but it wasn't great.
1: Yeah, like and I think I, I think he does far better with psychological horror. I agree. Um, I think when you add in creature features or ghosty friends into the mix with him well that's kind of the basis of the sixth sense but like but ultimately the sixth sense was like a fuck with your brain psychological thriller where like there were ghosts But they all had very in-depth stories. Like, it wasn't just, like, a ghost thing to be a ghost thing. But, like, Signs was very much, like, an alien thing to be an alien thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of forget what else he's done because... Oh, was, was the village him? Yes. Oh, girl. And so was Lady in the Water. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of, Lady in the... Yeah, those two were... Not great. Not great. Like, um... I remember seeing the village and laughing like, unc- like I couldn't keep myself from laughing at the end. Like I thought it was so ridiculous. Like after all of this buildup, like the highways right there and like, um. and then I didn't, I didn't initially see lady in the water for a long time. And then I think it was on like HBO or something late one mm-hmm. night when I was up and I just watched it cause it was on. Um, but like you know not- nothing was really pulling me in like this like there was there was like a real intriguing human story here, and that's what made it very effective um I also didn't hate the kind of like documentary found footage aspect of it. I know the kid was really ambitious to try and create this project, yeah, and I think I think. I think the daughter is what made this movie for me. Cause like her, her through line had almost nothing to do with the horror of the movie, but the intersection of her through line, like trying to find forgiveness for her mother ultimately. And in that understanding her life a little bit better as a young adult. um, And then like all the other fucked up shit that dips into her through line. Mm-hmm. That was, that was like really super effective and that's what made this a a good movie. Um, anyhow, let's, let's jump into some exercises, shall we? Shall we? All right. So, um, what did you think was Spooky Bitch?
0: Um, all of it. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Um Catherine Hahn plays their mom, uh-huh. who I absolutely adore her. I think yeah. she's a comedic genius. Um, lets her two kids go stay with their estranged grandparents, right? C- correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that estrangement didn't think the check that the people picking up her kids at the train station were really the right people.
1: Well, yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> so that actually brings us to another segment called How Could We Have Avoided This?
0: Um, you could have avoided this um, by perhaps driving your children yourself. Right. Especially if you have a
1: car, you live in New York City. Like, yeah, it's annoying, but, like, it's not that big of a fucking deal.
0: Um, the other thing in association with that is... um. How do these kids know who they're looking for getting off the train?
1: Well, yeah, there there's that that whole thing was problematic because if you haven't spoken to your parents in literal forever. Um
0: 15 years, yeah.
1: And then you're like, "Oh, yeah, um you want to see your grandparents." Well, you want to see your grandchildren well i'm not coming but they can come for a trip um the first meeting the mom should have definitely been there
0: i would have not let my kids go by themselves period
1: like there needed to be a afternoon visit like in a middle ground place like i don't know a McDonald's a, a
0: cracker barrel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Somewhere in between the two points of existence where you are confirming these are your parents and their intentions are good. Um, because that's just how the world works. Like it in in all in in, in all essence here, she got a rando call From her estranged parents. Has not seen them. Like literally doesn't necessarily even know. What they look like. uh, Because she hasn't seen them in forever. Um, And only through the transaction. Of a phone call. Or an email. Or whatever. You're agreeing to have your two children. Who are the light of your life. Travel like you know. Three four hours. To. East Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, which is far worse than East Bumblefuck, New Jersey,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, and stay on a farm in the middle of nowhere with your parents. And like, I understand, like, she was drawing from her experience of being these people's child, um, that it's probably harmless and whatever. But Lord knows, sometimes family is the most evil. Of all the evils in the world. And that that is not even taking into account. What actually happens in this movie. That's just in general. Um, So yeah. There should have been some type of meeting. Prior to this little vacation. For the children. Um, And. Yeah. So that's how this could have been avoided. But also this whole premise to you. Is what is spooky bitch. Um.
0: What's spooky to you?
1: Oh, girl. Um, mostly... Give me your
0: notes as somebody who hasn't seen this.
1: So mostly just Nana in general.
0: Yeah, Nana makes me pretty uncomfortable.
1: Um, I recall seeing the commercials for this movie in 2015 and being very uncomfortable about the can you please clean the oven for me stuff. Oh, yep. Because. You really
0: got to get in there.
1: Yeah, I was convinced it was like a Hansel and Gretel situation. Yes um and i actually went into this movie thinking it was gonna be something like me too creepy kooky alien i don't know what um like Like christian anderson whatever yeah like something like that um i thought it was gonna be more supernatural than it actually was but like
0: it was more natural than supernatural
1: yeah, but I mean, yeah, so like the whole uh, and like, yeah, you turn the oven on like, unless you lock it um, and like the, the oven wasn't preheated. So this girl was in mostly no danger. um. But at the same time, no one should be asking somebody to crawl all the way. Like, how big is this? Like, no oven should be large enough that a child has to crawl into it. I know it's a child's bigger than a turkey. And like, That was the girl is like 13, 14, 15 ish.
0: Yeah, I think she's supposed to be 15.
1: Like, how is she even small enough to climb into the oven and completely get in there, completely get in there comfortably to begin with? Um,
0: especially to clean it. Yeah. You need elbow room for that.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, Pop Pop was, like, honestly, to me, he was, like, whatever. Like, yeah, he had his mental issues as well. Clearly, he had some type of psychological thing where um, incontinence was a part of it. Um, And that was gross. But (laughs) Grandma was, like, a demon lady.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: And... The hide-and-seek thing I thought was nope. really creepy.
0: I did not um, care for that.
1: But then I also enjoyed the her walking away and the one-ass cheek out. Um, yep, of her that, apron. Yeah, that, that was a nice little punctuation on that moment. Um, but then, like, the one part that really, like, gave me, like, a full-on spook jump scare was when they set up the camera at night because they're convinced that there's something going on. Um, and she, like, pops up and growls at the camera and takes it. hmm Um, th- that, when she pops up and growls, I wasn't ready for it, because I didn't think there was going to be any jump scares in this movie, but... You know, gotcha. Silly me. Um, but, yeah, no, she was, she was definitely the scarier out of the two, because she was far more unhinged, and, yes. um yeah so nana scared me i'm trying to think is there anything else that was like ah no i mean in general i was quite uncomfortable with the whole um the children kept discovering different weird things yeah and then they kept writing them off like I think up until the grandpa keeps a collection of diapers in the barn thing, I would have been like, okay, fine. Like, they're just he's,
0: eccentric old people.
1: Like, he's a macho man. Like, he grew up that way. Like, he has his pride. Like, sure. I get it. Like, especially, right. especially if he's collecting them and then after a while taking his collection and burning them in the fields, like, okay, whatever. Um, but then, like, any of the night stuff, like, honestly, I think even backing up before then, Grandma walking across the stairs and, like, vomiting multiple times, I would have already been like, oh, no, we got to go.
0: Oh, yeah. I would have been like, yeah. nope, there's something wrong with Nana, and we have to go now. But, like,
1: yeah, and and the vomiting thing, that's where I was like, oh, so she's like, like she's not herself like there is something inside of her um but no she's just like she's probably schizophrenic like severely schizoid schizophrenic like no bueno and clearly they're both off of their medication because they have escaped from the hospital um yeah so in general grandma and then in general with with pop pop the part where where, um girl finds the grandparents in the basement.
0: Becca, yep.
1: When Becca finds the grandparents in the basement, and then Pop-pop is right behind her and he explains to her how her grandparents were so excited to finally be meeting them and Pop-pop and, you know, Nana were like this sounds like a lovely time we want to have it. Um like just the thought of that like being a thought that they had and then stuck with i was like oh no these these are two individuals that do belong in 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 a mental asylum in straitjackets because they are um physical and um it's no good and like how the how did nobody notice that they escaped like on a more realistic level like right whatever so yeah Um, sounds
0: like uh malpractice and negligence to me i mean
1: someone's gonna have to figure out how to deal with the fact that there's this woman's dead parents in the basement and like um yeah so i i will say i enjoyed the documentary stuff because it gave it like a real human touch especially with like like at the end like after they had already been rescued right well i'm not gonna they actually weren't rescued they were just taken by the police after they saved themselves but whatever um like badass kids but when mom was like you know I can tell that a part of why you went there was to try to get closure and forgiveness for me. But I want you to know that I never needed that. Um, like, it almost wrapped up the movie in such a sweet way, like, and in such a human way, mm-hmm. that it made reflecting on what actually happened during the movie even grosser to think about. Um. So yeah, I would say overall, this movie spooky bitch.
0: Especially since you haven't seen it, and it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah,
1: it was it was good. Um, I feel like a lot of times once we talk through a movie, I realize I like it a lot more than I actually thought I did.
0: Did you um, not think you liked this one?
1: No, I did, but I don't think I realized how like. I am realizing now I appreciate it a lot more like on even like the writing level for M night Shyamalan. Like he put a lot of thought into this. And I think that that's one of the other differences between this and a lot of his other floppy projects is that when he has like a really solid premise, he can really beef it out well. And sometimes he doesn't give himself a really solid premise and that's where he has problems.
0: I agree. I feel uh, like a lot of the chemistry between the cast members felt really organic to me.
1: Yeah. Um, yes. And the male child was perfect. Tyler. casting. Tyler was perfect casting because that was that that was a little shit um, of a child. And and that kid knew how to play being a little shit really well.
0: Right, I and mean, he was about the right age.
1: Um, yeah, and, you know, he was a white male rapper. Um, I will say, I enjoyed, though, that he was like, I've decided I'm not going to use uh, curse words anymore. I'm just going to scream female pop stars' names out.
0: I'm all and about I'm, it.
1: Yeah, you know, I was like, kid, I've been doing that for a long-ass time, but I appreciate that you're on board, you know? Right. Um appreciate
0: your effort in trying to... to uh curb your language.
1: Yeah, I, I I I enjoyed that. Um so yeah, I would say that in summation, that is the spooky bitch. Moving right along, we've already knocked out how could this have been avoided because it's pretty easy to figure that out in this movie. Um let's talk about these characters. Um, do we want to open the library?
0: Uh, I think we should, yeah.
1: Let's do it. So, get your reading glasses on, because the library is open. Um, okay. The issue is, I'm not good with the names in this movie, but it's fine. Um, who wants to go first?
0: (laughs) Um, okay. So, I feel like... The mom should be put in jail
1: <laughs> immediately. <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, because hi, you've literally trusted your children to strangers.
1: Yeah, like they were essentially strangers to her.
0: Even like, even if they were her real parents, she hasn't spoken to them in fifteen years. Right, S- essentially
1: strangers. Essentially legitimate, like on paper, strangers. So, yeah, bitch, where was your brain?
0: Um, it was getting ready for the cruise with Miguel. (laughs) Ugh, yeah.
1: Noticed how we never actually saw Miguel. I think Miguel was fake. I think think Miguel was
0: made up. It was a George Glass situation.
1: I think she went on one of those, like, 40 thriving singles, like, Bahama cruises.
0: Oh, totally. Like a booze cruise, but for an extended period of time.
1: And she, yeah, she was hoping that she was going to be on a boat with some other horny singles. And she was going to get lucky. But, uh, yeah, she was not there with the man. I think the man was fake. Um, I think maybe we saw someone packing her bag, like, in the background in one scene.
0: Oh, I think so.
1: But, like, I don't care. He's made up. He's made up and or she went with Miguel, her best gay friend.
0: Could be. I, I approve of that storyline a lot better.
1: I mean, either way... She was looking for the nookie, but she got none.
0: Maybe it was, like, a, a, a Bros and Beards cruise ship. Who knows? That sounds
1: that sounds more accurate than the other thing. Um, also, like, what time of year was this in? Like, it seems like it was more wintry time. Like, why yes. are you going on a cruise in the winter?
0: Because it's winter, and it's fucking cold, and you want to be somewhere warm.
1: Well, they go to the Baha—oh, right, they went to the Baha—never mind. Answered That answered my question. The Bahams. Um, the Bahams. Um, right. So mom should be in jail. Case closed. Um, <laughs> I really did not enjoy the subplot of the white rapping child, Tyler.
0: Oh, I didn't either. It was very um, unnecessary to his character development, I feel.
1: Mm-hmm. And And this boy is like tops 13
0: he is 13 i think
1: wow i've been really good at guessing ages by accident
0: yay
1: (laughs) um he should not be talking about women in the manner that he was um his dick has never gotten wet and if he talks like that in the continuation of his life it will not get wet um also I get that, like, you have daddy issues, but, like, this, like, masculinity complex that you have, um, enough is enough. Like, you're clearly a creative kid. You're into music. You're a significant germaphobe. Um, and, boy, what was that, like, mental break that you had where you broke pop pops like head in the refrigerator door
0: broke it
1: like there was that whole thing about like football like it seemed like his germophobia stemmed from some experience in a football game when he was younger and his father forcing him into being on the football team but that didn't fully track for me like how does how does a equal b here you know um Mm -hmm. I don't see how being in like a little league and not properly blocking the dude that you're supposed to be turns you into a germaphobe. Like unless like some dude like shat on his face or something
0: like I don't. Which brings us to our next segment. Oh, girl. Things that will traumatize me till the end of my days. (laughs) Was
1: it pop pop shoving his dirty diaper in Uh, Tyler's face?
0: Yep, that's the one.
1: That was, yeah, that was that was pretty fucked.
0: Also, uh, Pop-Pop takes a monster turd. Well, it seems like he was having loose bowel
1: movements, right?
0: Um, there was a pretty big log in that diaper.
1: Oh, I do not think I was looking that closely, because I was already like, no. Oh, this is
0: the first time when he found the turd in the shed.
1: Oh, see, to me, it looked like it was more so like voluminous viscous dumps and not like solid
0: i think i think that one was a semi-solid
1: Ugh. girl yeah that also brings me to another question okay. how is it fun to play the dirty diaper game at baby showers
0: oh no i don't go to those
1: <laughs> i every time you've gone to a baby shower in the last couple of years which is like not that many times to be honest with you but this game disgusts me i do not care that it's supposed to be like oh haha the chocolate was in your diaper no no
0: because if you are, dumps.
1: yeah you're folding napkins to look like little diapers and you're putting a piece of melty chocolate in one of them that is too close to the real thing for me to like think this is fun like disgusting and I think some of this might stem back to a story that my mother told me about her youth.
0: <laughs> about a viscous dump.
1: Well, <laughs> should I should I should I give you the highlights version of the story really quick? Yeah, quite?
0: give me give me a play by play.
1: Okay, so long story short, my mother and my uncle, her brother, are about a year apart. Mm-hmm. And so because my grandmother was a badass Italian mama. And didn't want to waste water living in Brooklyn in the 1960s slash 70s. She would bathe them together while they were still tiny. Not once yeah, they were normal. large enough, you know, to have secondary sexual characteristics. But when they were tiny babies, um, my mother was and to this day is obsessed with Oreos. She loves okay. an Oreo. And my mother was probably like one, two years old tops. And... Um, she's in the tub with my uncle and I guess my grandma was not dumb and said you know if you're a good girl you can have an Oreo so she put my mom in the bathtub with an Oreo in her hand and my mom scarfed it down and was like yum 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 chocolate chocolate yum yum and unbeknownst to my mother (laughs) my uncle had done a little floaty turdy in the tub Okay. My mother being a small child.
0: She did not. I know what she did.
1: Yeah. She she saw this little floaty turn and was like, Oh, it's a wet Oreo. I love Oreos. Are you not going to eat this, brother? Then I will. And she shoved that little floaty nugget turd in her mouth. And she quickly realized it was not an Oreo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she had made a mistake. She had a made, whole mistake.
1: She have made a fatal error.
0: Oh, um, no.
1: And I cannot tell you how many times she had told me this story. But it's always at the back of my mind when, like, there's poop food situations
0: <laughs> poop food, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah pop pop you're done goodbye
0: you got off
1: also he really aggressively shoved that diaper in tyler's face
0: like he meant it like he was mad about it like he he
1: really like he was like get this in your pores you asshole like i'm exfoliating your face with my shit like oh, and then because Tyler's a germaphobe, he completely shut down mentally and had this mental break where he started talking in football speak, and broke Pop Pop's head in the refrigerator door. Um, but yeah, Pop Pop, you done. Tyler, you done. Um, I honestly don't have much to say about Becca. That's bad.
0: Yeah, I don't either.
1: I kind of like her. Um, I identify with her in a lot of ways. Um, she is kind of like a fixer in her life. Mm-hmm. And I think Lord knows we both are kind of the fixers of our family. Um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- what what is there to say about Nana? The bitch is cray literally and figuratively I don't I don't even want to say ill about her because I'm scared she'll come to get me um but good on becca for being like you just smashed my face into this mirror well cool i'm going to take a sharp piece of it and kill you with it um it was probably but-
0: for the best
1: oh it was certainly for the best um
0: uh, at least Pop-Pop wasn't
1: actively trying to kill them the I mean, whole time. He, but, like, he he had some—something was going on in his head where he was going to save them in some way. Like, he was talking about how Tyler had some, like, magical spell on him, and he was going to break it, and then they could all be together again. Like, he was having some, like, mumbo-jumbo, like, mothership talk. Like, they're kind of Oh, yeah. Us um but like again none of it was done in a disrespectful manner like if you were to let loose two severely psychologically broken individuals like this this might be how the story goes um yeah so right um mom would be in jail tyler shouldn't be a white rapper nana's an animal papa needs to get his diaper situation in check um
0: and becca's just a perfect human
1: (laughs) i really enjoy becca like i have no ill will towards her um i love how she finally was able to look into the mirror while she was combing her hair at the end of the film um i love how she um you know let her brother keep his wrap in at the end that was very sweet um. I, hopefully, she has a long and fulfilling career in filmmaking ahead of her. You know, that's all I have to say about her.
0: She's not um, my kid, but I'm proud of her.
1: I am super proud of her. Oh my god, <laughs> we're both too. We're both too parental sometimes for <laughs> our own good. Um, You're not
0: my kid, but I'm proud of you.
1: Yeah. And that's what happens when you grow up with parents that maybe didn't pay enough attention
0: to <laughs> you. Things that my dad brought up yesterday. <laughs> and, and quote, sorry, I wasn't so good at paying attention to you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know what? At least you still talk to your father.
0: Um, only sometimes. And, oh, right, right i've I've learned in my nearly thirty years of existence you allow the behavior to continue. Correct. Yeah. So which... in my defense, I do believe that he made an actual effort this week and to spend time with me and get to know me as an adult. I,
1: I love that. Um, I will say that growing up in the Springfield, um, I always really liked both of your parents, but um, I recognized what was going on with your dad because it was going on with my dad, except where your dad is now stepping up a little bit, my father completely crumbled into a jelly log of a human being and <laughs> lives in the basement of a woman's chiropractic practice Um, like two towns over from where we grew up and doesn't ever leave and basically has a dog held captive with him there because he doesn't walk his dog very much and he feels like he should have a dog as a support animal but he chose a breed that is very active and needs to run a lot and he lives in the fucking basement of a building Um, and I also haven't spoken to him for like probably two or three years at this point
0: and sometimes that's for the best. I oh, talk no, to my dad bro. about once a month, and that is plenty for me. Correct. Yeah, no, I. Know your boundaries and respect your own boundaries.
1: Yeah. And, and at this point, I would say that, like, if he were to reach out, it would probably be because, like, he just had an operation and wanted to let me know. Like, that's where we're at with our relationship. But, like, at least he recognizes that now. Um,. But yeah, enough about my childhood trauma because I am a well-adjusted human being in my adult life. Jk, not fully getting there. Haha. <laughs> um, Jk, getting there. That's story of my life. Who girl? Um, apparently, this movie really brought up a lot of the holiday family emotions for me. So um,
0: I feel the same, and I thought that's why this one would be a good one to I, do. Yeah
1: yes I when you said we should do the visit this December at first I was like huh and then I was like oh duh yeah that makes perfect sense um, and now that I've actually seen it I am glad that we chose this film um, but you know what the library is closed now because no one needs to know more of my human emotions than they already do <laughs> um, so let's get through our last couple ones um fuck Mary Kill.
0: Um oh, I don't think we can apply fuck Mary Kill to these children. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I mean you, you um, could, but it would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um I would definitely kill Nana. Oh girl. Yeah. Um Um I would I would I would marry their mom so i could be like you're being a really bad parent let me help you
1: yeah and like she's like she's also trying but i don't think she realizes where she's doing wrong you know
0: she did not adequately express the severity of the situation of like those aren't your grandparents enough for me i feel no yeah yeah and she was like she was she's already... like those aren't them Mm-mm.
1: she Call was the like cops. Yeah, she was already at home. Like, she had gotten back from her trip. She's eating, She's sitting in her apartment, like, their apartment. Like, I don't know. Like, my first instinct would not have been to call the cops. It would have been to, I am coming right now. I'm going to call the cops while I'm coming to you. Not, oh, fuck, they're not picking up. I guess I'll come and get you. I would be calling
0: them while en route. And, like, she
1: said that only after her lazy ass was like, oh, no, they're not picking up. No, 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 no. You should have been in the car immediately. Oh, Um, yeah.
0: I would have been like, hey, I got back from my cruise already. I'm going to come pick you up early. I hope that's okay. Right. Yeah. Me. Um,
1: okay. So you would marry her to make her a better parent.
0: Yeah. Kill Nana yeah there's no fuck option for me okay um i'm gonna say
1: i'm gonna fuck miguel because he's probably not real so whatever um i'm definitely killing nana i feel like okay so this is like a super gay answer but okay here's who I, i would marry i
0: don't expect anything less from you
1: all right, so I actually need to pull up the IMDb page for this. So, uno momento, because I just had it open. And of course, I closed it like I always do because I think I'm not going to need it. And then I need it. Um, but while it's loading, the neighbor that comes over and gives them like the blueberry crumble or whatever. Mm hmm. Um so I saw her face and immediately it was like, "Oh my god, she's Celia Keenan Bolger." Okay, her character's name was Stacy. So Stacy that brought over the cobbler and then they actually killed her like they hung her. Yeah. So Celia Keenan Bolger is actually um better known as a Broadway performer. Um she was in the original cast of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee which is a really great musical. Mhm. And her character um in the musical has big parental problems where she has an absent mother and also an absent father. Mhm. And they sing this like 10 minute long beautiful song that is very tear jerking. Um But it's gorgeous. So I saw her and I was like, oh my God, I know you. And then I was like, oh no, she's gonna die. So I would marry her in the hopes that I would save her from her fate. But also, I'm not marrying Stacy. I'm really marrying Cecilia. I mean Celia. Celia. So that counts. It counts. And it was gay. And it was it was so good. It was so gay. It's so gay. It's so good. Um, All right, so that brings us to our last two segments. Um, Recommendations and Jack-o'-lantern ratings. So, which one would you like to uh, do first?
0: Let's do pumpkins. Okay. I'm going to give this four pumpkins.
1: Okay. Um, I was also thinking four pumpkins.
0: Um, especially so. because I've seen it twice and enjoyed it thoroughly both times, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: all right, so that means we gave it an 80 out of 100, which is just about 20% higher than IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, however, we're right on par with Google users who always love every movie in the world, um, and um. Roger Ebert actually gave this a 3.5 out of 4.
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah, that's... um, We're basically in agreement with everyone for once, which is different. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's just all agree (laughs) that Um, this movie was
1: really good. Yeah, yeah, let's just... And then walk away. No further examination of this film, please. Um, Okay, so I I feel good about that. Okay. Okay, so wrapping up before a little gay meeting um recommendations what recommendations do you have for this week of december
0: um what <sighs> uh, uh uh i started listening to a new podcast um and finished it in the same day cuz it's a mini series called uh-huh. have you seen this man okay and it's about a fellow i'm not going to say gentleman because he's far from But it's an ABC News production. And this guy in the 70s in Mansfield, Ohio, about an hour from where I lived, murdered a 13 year old girl, went to prison. And the Ohio State Corrections Department thought it was a good idea to give a, you know, highly dangerous individual with previous. Um, records of sexual assault against women, Day passes to just leave the prison after he, like, quote-unquote like, gained like, a good reputation as, like, a good prisoner. Oh, no. So they took him and several other inmates to a mall, gave him free-range and civilian clothes for two hours, and he has been missing for four years. Forty that, years.
1: Um. Yeah, no, that, um... That all checks out. Oh no! How, when was this? Was it like in the seventies?
0: Yeah, it was like the seventies, eighties. He disappeared.
1: Yep, that all, that all, that all checks out as well.
0: Yes. Ooh. Ooh. I also Ooh. have been listening to the um, crime beat podcast, which is brought by, brought to you by Curious Cast, and I believe it's a uh, like Canadian broadcasting segment. Mm-hmm. And they're just like Canadian true crime stories, which I like. Okay. And they're quick. It's like a quick little Dateline. They're like 30 minutes a piece. Okay. Yeah, I think you'll like them if you like true crime.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to like true crime more and more. Um, Because I feel like in the past, I've like listened to a lot of it at once and then gotten super burned out and depressed yes. by it. But I think there's like enough of a variety and flavor now that like you can pick and choose your adventure for the day um
0: i agree what are your recommendations
1: oh girl so let's start out with podcasts um the first thing that pops into my head is if you like country music at all and or so if especially if you like dolly parton i do Um, you should really look into WNYC's um, Dolly Parton's America.
0: How'd you know? I was just scrolling past that.
1: Oh, my God. So we started listening to it on Thanksgiving Day on the drive to and from my uncle's house because we knew we were going to have some time in the car. And the episodes are like a neat 45 to 50 minutes um but it's basically like the deep dive into dolly parton's music catalog that she's always deserved good um and so it's like actual interviews with dolly parton in current day just like mixed in with stories and interviews with other people um obviously having to do with Dolly Parton and her career and all of that jazz. Um, But it's really great. Um, It only makes me love Dolly Parton more. And like, I'm not really sure how it's possible for me to love her any more than I already do. Um, But like, they just, they treat her with such respect and it's so fantastic because like, there's so many country, men that have had their song catalogs as songwriters like celebrated exalted like forever and ever and like dolly parton is a legend and an icon for everyone but nobody ever really gives her the credit for being like an amazing songwriter like she has written so much fucking music um and her career has been like so long and varying and and like also like I don't have to tell any of this to any homosexual in our age bracket because they all know this already. But regardless, if you haven't listened to Dolly Parton's America, you should 110% do it. My one complaint is that, like, as a part of the transition music between parts of the episodes, the guy who is the host made these, like, unfortunately pretty bad techno... Like EDM ish, like house music, remixes of some of her like more known hits, like Jolene and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they're just not good. Um, and it's like, ugh. Like Dolly Parton didn't need to need to need to have like a remix of this song. Like it's fine. Like you didn't have to do that. Um. And I think they're kind of corny. But either than that, that's my first definite podcast recommendation. Um, My second podcast recommendation specifically is um, I just found this yesterday. I think I was just kind of like I was Googling true crime podcasts for some reason. I can't remember but, um, I came across the morbid podcast.
0: Yes, I started listening to that too.
1: Yeah, and I really like the hosts. I really love how one of them is like a forensic scientist.
0: Yeah, she does autopsies.
1: Um, and that's pretty badass. um but like I usually use my favorite murder and or um the, and, and that's why we drink as my relaxing, conversation podcasts that i listen to while i'm doing housework
0: yeah that's Um, how i feel about and that's why we drink too yeah
1: and i've run out of both of those so oh no so morbid is my new one
0: um you should also as i said on a couple other episodes that you should listen to andrea savage's podcast because it's a good conversational one it doesn't require a whole lot of thinking Mm. and it's good for background
1: yeah i i will say i really enjoy a good background podcast but also a podcast that can be a good background podcast but if you do have the time to commit all of your attention to it it's still super entertaining um and i hope that that's maybe what we are to some people who knows
0: i would love to be your casual conversation podcast let me be your background podcast baby (laughs)
1: um anyway so i think that's podcasts um shoot oh okay i thought i forgot my other recommendation but i didn't so for our anniversary arthur got me two video games which is like the nicest cutest thing he i guess he knows me or whatever but or something he got got me the friday the 13th video game for the switch and then he got me this game for ps4 called the town of light okay And you know how, like, on PlayStation specifically, not so much on Xbox, but PlayStation has, like, a whole bunch of um, uh, independent games and things like that. Yes. And with with independent games come a lot of independent psychological horror games. Um, Yes. And most of them are just, like, you walk around with a flashlight and then there's a lot of jump scares. Ah. Um, So... Arthur got this game because it was really well rated and it is kind of a horror game, but it's almost kind of like a historical piece. And I say that because number one, the play time is only like three to four hours. If like, I played it all the way through in one shot on, I think last Sunday. Um, but basically it's the story of this woman who was put into an asylum in the thirties or forties and it's in Italy. Okay. Um and the fact that it's in Italy doesn't really have to do with much other than the fact that it's like rolling brambling fields of green and wheat in the middle of, you know, Italy somewhere.
0: Oh like Um, that sting song.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Um but so you, you're you basically playing as this woman who was in the asylum. But you're like, what is going on? And I won't give away the twist at the end. Because honestly, I'm not even sure if I fully understand the twist. But like, it's not super scary. There's no jump scares or anything. It's definitely creepy. Um, but you're basically reliving this woman's life story with her. Mm-hmm. And the way that it plays out, it's almost kind of like... A learning piece on how early mental health treatment was actually horrendous and Absolutely. quite unethical. And, you know, this woman has like electroshock therapy done on her and like she's injected with drugs that she didn't know what they were and they made her lose memories, gain false memories, things like that. Um, and it's like, it's very intriguing. And pretty engrossing and it's rather beautiful to play like the graphics are good but it was just like it was super depressing Mm -hmm. in like a way like wow like I know this is like a fictional story but like this also did happen to somebody like in real life Um,
0: to multiple people
1: to a lot of people and um, yeah so anyone who's like into that type of experience, I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're looking for something that's like a short play. Um, and like, you don't have to do much. Like you're just kind of walking around and interacting with things, but like, you're not like shooting or jumping or the like that, like you have to do in other games. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I would, I would recommend it. I would say, Just know what you're in for. And I don't think I fully was understanding what I was kind of signing up for. Um, But I appreciate a think piece. And that's definitely what it was. Um, I haven't watched Castle Rock or... um, What's the other thing that I've been watching? Um, I don't know. I haven't watched Castle Rock in a couple weeks. So I don't have any updates on that. But here is a good new recommendation hot off the presses so give it to me on netflix they have a series called haunted yes um and i was avoiding it for a long time because i was like is it hokey and stupid and then i had to start doing a lot of housework in my living room because decorations have to go up and stuff and i turned it on i was like we'll give it a try and I actually was so engrossed by it that I stopped what I was doing and wasted a lot of time watching it. Um, but it's, like, not just stories of, like, I saw a ghost and then it haunted me with rest Like, it's varied stories about a lot of different human experiences. Um, some of them very visceral and real. But, like, they just treat all of them... They treat all the stories with a lot of respect. And it's, like really good it's almost kind of like on the lines of like I survived or whatever
0: I think so too yeah
1: um, and I kind of felt like I was watching it as research for an upcoming project that we might talk about um, in, in the coming minutes but anyway um, I would say that in summation those are my recommendations for this week Um, that and like because it's December Listen to Christmas music. Um, I actually just created a new playlist for Christmas time because I get very overwhelmed by, like, all the options.
0: That's factual, yes.
1: So I made a playlist that um, just has, like, all the essentials and, like, all the essential versions of the essentials. Mm -hmm. And then, like... All of the artists that like I love, and like I've also gained a lot of new songs in dating and then marrying Arthur because our tastes in music are very different. So like his Christmas playlist is a lot more like rock R and B than mine would be, Um, minus like Whitney Houston because hello, obviously I listen to Whitney Houston, but so. Um, the playlist is called Ho Ho Homo H O H O - H O M O. Um and I would invite anyone to search for it on the Spotify and listen to it and hopefully it brings you joy but I've been listening to it for probably like basically every day since, you know, Thanksgiving cuz mm-hmm. I force myself to listen to Christmas music sometimes. Um to just like force myself to get into the spirit. Grr. Um, I know. It's like Stockholm syndroming yourself. And like it's unfortunate sometimes because my name is Nicholas. And so when people are like, oh my God, you're Saint Nick. Ha 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 and I'm like, Oh, ah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Thank you. I will pass.
1: Um, but yeah, so I've been enjoying that because like there's no more like, I have to skip this song, I have to skip this song. I have to sk- it's like, oh, I like this one, and oh, I like that one too, and like, oh, I forgot about this one. That's lovely. Um yeah, so I am done. I will shut up now about recommendations. It's
0: um, okay.
1: Do you have any further input on this subject?
0: I don't, other than um, you know, enjoy this film. Go yes. enjoy it. Go put it on.
1: Yes, it's a I, I good. Would...
0: It's a good bit of holiday cheer without being like Black Christmas or one of my favorite holiday films, Gremlins.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and um, like public service announcement: we are not doing those movies such as Black Christmas, the original, or uh, Gremlins this year. At least we already have plans for our movies. Um. But, you know, I think we wanted to keep things lighter and stupider than big, heavy franchises this year. So um, exciting things to come in the next few festive weeks. Um, But anyway, back to what I was saying before about um, upcoming projects. Do we want to very briefly give everyone a sneak peek into what's going on in our heads right now?
0: Okay, just do it. I know you want to do it,
1: okay. I mean, I you know, I just
0: um, i um, it's it's a really not great kept secret because Nick and I are both very excited about a okay. coming project.
1: Yes. so, um, as some of you may be aware, um, Ashley, specifically, has been guest hosting another podcast called Toil and Trouble, a podcast of the macabre, um, who is, which is hosted by our dear podcasting friend, Tori, um, and we've both been on a couple episodes Ashley's been on a whole bunch of episodes
0: a whole bunch of episodes
1: but in being on it and me listening to it more and more because Ashley's on it and I also genuinely like the in-depth looks of things that Tori does because like she do the research like she not joking um and we've also like recommended that podcast ten thousand times. And if you still haven't listened, you probably should. But regardless,
0: you um, definitely should because um, Tori is like the real life version of Velma from Scooby Doo. I that's I love that. I love that so much. I feel like that's actually
1: one of my inspirations in life. Like Velma can't find
0: my glasses.
1: I sometimes actually that's not true. I always know where my glasses are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Same.
1: Um they they're on my face. On my face. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, in 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 diving into more the world of um real life weird and spooky things, the macabre, the paranormal, the supernatural, um Ashley and I kind of realized that a big part of the foundation of our friendship was also doing spooky in real life things such as going to graveyards, talking about haunted places, going to haunted places, etc. And we felt like we love copulators die first but um, we also really love the spooky and the macabre and so we want to um, explore that avenue as well and in saying that uh, copulators Die First, starting in January. We'll be going to a every other week podcast, but don't worry, we will fill the other weeks with our new offshoot podcast called Paranormal Pansies. Ba-da-ba. So, Paranormal Pansies will be the two of us, same people, different subjects. Same podcast time, same podcast place. Just different podcast subjects. Um, And. This is going to be really cool for us. Because. We can actually delve into the real life things. That have inspired a multitude of horror movies. Not just comparing. One real life event. To one based on real events. Horror movies. But like. We can look at. Broader subjects. We can look at true crime stuff. We can look at aliens. Are they real? We can look at. um, You know um other types of creatures that i forget the term for them are they real cryptids. um that one cryptids yeah mm-hmm. um so all the things and also in listening to this podcast as i'm sure you're aware i am very analytical minded um and i think in our youth i was far more of a believer in the paranormal and the supernatural and I kind of grew out of that a little bit, but now in my thirties, I'm starting to really like sink comfortably into the thought again of like, there's other weird shit on this planet. And I think I'll have to be convinced a little bit more than I was in the past, but I want to talk about it. So we think it'll be a really fun dynamic where Ashley's a believer I'm kind of a believer, but not all the time. And we're just going to have really super fun and friendly discussions and potentially debates about events and topics and really get into the nitty gritty of it. And, um, you know, it'll be another journey for you guys to go on with us. And we're super excited. As always, CDF was kind of like the seedling that, Um, blossomed our adult friendship after kind of our teenage friendship dying on the vine so this is just more of an excuse for us to be best friends and do fun things and maybe we'll have guests but not right away Um, so yeah um, in January we'll be going from CDF all the time to CDF one sometimes we, CDF sometimes paranormal pansy sometimes um, and it, it'll kind of be like this little creepy dark side of the moon Empire um
0: that's all we want
1: yeah we don't have we don't have a LCC name yet I mean an LLC name yet um, no we'll get there but maybe we will at some point because we become moguls um. Or, you know, purveyors of um, sought-after for our opinions. Um,
0: I'll take who it. Who knows?
1: Who knows? But it's going to be exciting. And, of course, in January is also our one-year anniversary. So we're going to start out the new year with a special one-year anniversary CDF episode. And then the Paranormal Pansies episodes will air for a while on the CDF channel as well. Um, but technically Paranormal Pansies will be available on its own platform as a standalone podcast. Um, and then after a while we'll say, okay, if you enjoy Paranormal Pansies, you can go find it here, um, and follow us on even more places because Lord knows I've already started social media accounts for the paranormal pansies um and why paranormal pansies right because it's good alliteration we're homosexuals pansies is a term that historically was used as derogatory for homosexuals and um because it's really great alliteration we are taking back the term so we are the paranormal pansies and get over it yas queen
0: Um, taking it back
1: Taking it back, I feel like you've probably heard enough of my voice for a while now because I'm long-winded as usual. But Ashley, um, any parting thoughts or tidbits of wisdom for the children?
0: No, I don't have any tidbits of wisdom other than stay healthy and hydrated this holiday season. Yes. And and... we will see you next week.
1: Correct. Um, Keep on creeping on question mark Keep. always yeah and um so, yeah so exciting times coming woo woo um holler <laughs> merry christmas um don't burn the turkey i don't know i yes goodbye i'm going to go back to writing our christmas cards by. <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs>